Welcome back to Not 97. This is season four, episode three with Jada B. Jada is a DJ, a manager for our friend Dove, and the US community manager for Amuse.io, the free music distribution company and record label that was generous in sponsoring our debut showcase last month. Today's episode features jazz from newcomers to seasoned vets with Theo Hill and Ray Angry. Jada talks us through her years living in Tokyo with local DJ Shige and his track Hit the Ceiling. We hear New York's new soul standout Cleo Reed as she links with Sporting Life on their Shut It Down and Australia's JPL croons on his smooth single Oxygen amongst much more live from only New York. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. Welcome back to the show, Not 97. This is season four, episode three. We are here in the Lower East Side at Only New York with the main team around the table, Dave Jones. Good evening. One time. How's it going? It goes. Rashad, the dot wave god. Yeah. How are you this evening? I'm great. I'm amazing. We've got a special guest in the shop today, Jada B. How's it going? It's going good. Jada U.S. Community Manager for Amuse.io. Yeah. We owe a big thank you to Amuse for helping us out with our first ever showcase. Shout out to everybody that came to Not a Showcase. And thank you, Jada, for making that happen. No, thank you, guys. It was such a fun time. Really, really good working with you guys for the first time. We appreciate it. Tell everybody a little bit more about who you are, where you come from, what you do. Okay, so I am the U.S. Community Manager of Amuse.io, which is a distribution company and a record label based in Stockholm, but we have an office in L.A. So I'm based in L.A. and I'm just out in New York doing the show with you guys and just taking meetings. And also I have an artist who you guys had earlier this season on episode one, I believe, right? Can I say? Dove? Yeah, hell yeah, say it. <laughs> Shout out to Dove. <laughs> Shout out to Dove. We love her. I'm a DJ. I do bookings and events on the side. I am the founder of a female creative agency called Bay Tokyo. I think I wear multiple hats within yeah. like the music community. And you spent like 10 years in Tokyo, And correct? I spent about 10 years in Tokyo. I actually just moved back to the States. It's been eight months now in LA. Sick. We're starting it off with a young New York-based artist. Um, her name is Cleo Reed. She's a singer, songwriter, and producer. She's from New York City, attended Harlem School of the Arts, went to Berkeley and Boston after that. This is a song that recently came out, and it came out through Adidas Sound Lab because she recently won an open mic at SOBs through Adidas, and... They put together then like a little mixtape of artists that won showcases or open mics in different cities. And she was New York's. So this song is produced by her, but also produced by Sporting Life, who is the producer from Rat King. And so he is the one that was kind of linked up with Adidas to do that open mic and then got to produce a track with the, the winning artist. So this is Shut It Down by Cleo Reed. Produced by Cleo Reed and Sporting Life. Oh, I missed you all day. I even waited for you to call me on the telephone. That's cool. I know you're busy. You know something? There's a couple of things I want to say to you. I only liked you because you liked you. And yes, I tried to. But fuck your views. I'll make you understand and weigh what you've done. And yes, I let you go because you wait a ton. I only liked you. Cause you like you and get the truck 
Yeah, there it is. Cleo Reed, Shut It Down with Sporting Life. Wow. That song came out like two months ago and I was just checking it. It has like 460 plays on SoundCloud, which is just like criminal to me like that. There's so much in there that needs to be heard. And it pains me that Adidas hasn't done more to get people listening to that. Shout out to Three Stripes. That's like 100% on Dave. Why do you say that? Because it's straddling the dichotomy of hip hop and jazz. Dave Pick. This, this guy. <laughs> I, of course, really, really liked it. First and foremost, because of like her vocal delivery and like how raw and aggressive it was and like how that matched the um, the aggression that came from like the trap program drums really, really nicely. And it's always really fun. And like, that's how music should be where like the vocal delivery is matching whatever the emotion of the production is or the production response to how a vocal is delivered after the fact. I love the little bit of that raw jam at the very end where like you hear like kind of the genesis of the idea. We agree about the jazzy, the jazzy beats. I love the jazzy beats, of course. At the end of the day, it's like you can like hear the moment 
in, in a way like i feel like she used the most out of like this adidas thing you know she probably mm-hmm. it kind of sounds, sounds like good. something that would be like on uh, gallus peterson like worldwide like bbc 100 oh, you know yeah, I mean? percent. the thing about that though like it's still very like niche i think the unapologetic like raw energy in there and like empowering as a woman talking about like shut it down like the dude wasn't taking care of her and like doing some fuck shit like that is the energy that is like in pop music these days you know like in beyonce and shit like that and it comes through on this i think but jada i think to your point is like it has a rawness to it yeah that i think it's not about the performance it's not really about the production but it's just about like how these two collaborators kind of work together Mm -hmm. it's like individually they both did great but together they didn't really transcend that whole like whole being greater than the sum of the parts thing. Like I feel like they they listened to each other and like responded to each other, but then they didn't like iterate off of what they heard. Hot it was still tape. tight though. It was still, still tight good. as fuck. <laughs> also shout out to her bars. Like she didn't have oh, to yeah. start spitting there. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have to do that. No, she did not. Yeah, there's two sides of the moment. She definitely, like I said, she made the most out of the moment, but then in the moment, it still feels like there's like, oh, we just met. So Right, like, but you can hear it. Like, she's pushing hard, like, to that point. Yeah. Like, she is like... I, I can I can completely understand that. Like, you know, here's Adidas shining the spotlight on me. Like, let me go 110%. Like, that's why you hear her whip up bars. That's why you hear her, like, go hard. Like all the power to that like nothing takes away from that like she i think it was a great like opportunity seized but like there's it's still like a work in progress there's nothing but negative I, I about agree. it no nothing negative but it can, i mean it still is really niche like i'm just thinking like brownswood yeah. records or something you know like check it out cleo reed next up we're diving deeper into jazz deep deep tell us who you got <laughs> this artist i don't even remember how i came across him um i do like a lot of digging of music like on soundcloud because i am a dj like aside from you know, just kind of working like at a label. Um, but this track in particular, it's not necessarily something that you would come across like on SoundCloud just because like, I mean, it is like 500% like jazz, but this guy, he's a young guy, you know, he's not like old or this isn't like Thelonious Monk or something, you know, but I, I mean, I can tell that he's like influenced by those people. I just think it's really interesting that there's still people who are making like pure jazz music who are like within like art age you know what i mean so i just thought it was dope so next up is uh, my pick by an artist called theo hill with hey it's me you're talking to Thank you. 
just listening to that it makes me so happy because i feel like my soul like i'm such an old man like i could just sit and listen to jazz and drink like whiskey all day long and like just listening to like someone like him who's like a newer artist he's younger like this isn't an older track and it just sounds like so genuine he's a great pianist it just it makes me like so happy yeah i mean it's always cool to hear young artists that are like doing jazz wholeheartedly whether it's like more hip-hop leaning or whether it's something like this which is like more rooted in traditional jazz mm -hmm. really my interest starts to peak when they like start taking risks and start going off into like different directions uh -huh. and like are able to still have like a really exciting jazz track like that in 2018 that is impressive to me that's the jazz energy that you don't hear that much but from. you don't hear that much you know yeah it's like really thought-provoking ass song i yeah. loved your reaction <laughs> yo yo i have a full video Rashad. <laughs> bruh that was a so that was a deep song no with no words so on i understand and then you're right when it comes to like 2018 and then him being young and it just being current is not like Normal. It's funny because like this is the opposite type of new jazz I listen to. Okay. Like I listen to like a lot of old jazz that sounds like this, but yeah. I'm like I'm very anti Wynton Marsalis. So like still like really refreshing moments to this. Like the the transition out of the melody into the solo, yeah. for example, where everything like kind of like dissolves and like fizzles back. Yeah, it kind of melts. Yeah, I thought that was really really nice, and I really really respect especially young jazz musicians who record songs shorter than four minutes. Yeah. Like jazz used to be like a jukebox single yeah. genre. And I think that like part of its modern inaccessibility aside from it not evolving on like an intellectual scale in 70 years. But like, I think like a big problem is like the lengths have just become so sprawling on the, on the jazz artists that to, that do try to evolve it where it's like they, they don't achieve the, the original spirit of the music, which is to like entertain and, and make people move. And like, you can do all that in a thought provoking way, but like, I think the length plays a really important part of that. And I really, really respect Theo Hill and his band for having the restraint to cut a song. It's like three minutes and 40 seconds. No shade. Hi, Theo. Yeah. What's up, Theo? What's up, Rashad? What's up, Rashad? You know what it is, man. We got JPL with Oxygen. You're like a drug to me. The oxygen I breathe. I hope I never come down. Sail and get high, lost in your ocean eyes, hoping I never am found. Why would you come back when you know you're more than I can hold? Ooh. I could be on track, but you know.
from down under see i think yo dave made the faces during the song and i think that could also be a dave pick that was a dave bridge dave. for sure yeah it was that you know, that was your favorite part the bridge was nasty that's yeah. like that's where like the whole thing kind of came alive to me like i love the roads texture like I, I i really like the vocal delivery um i love the fact that it's from down under so the guy joe he's actually a part of a group like a four-person group that's like kind of bigger it's only been out for two months uh two months you know overall for me it was just like the vocal was clean you know we always have our thing with australia too on the show so it's been a while since i went over there and snagged somebody new they always come with fresh sounds this is just another example the reason i say that that it was like a Dave song is cause it's just like the pop production. The production would sound to Dave. I yeah. Thought. Like the, like the easy, simple to f- easy to follow, like song structure and like the pop production that at this point was like very light and kind of delicate, but also like bold. Clearly it was produced well, like sound wise, the sound was very calculated and that's what I get out of a Dave pick pop sensibilities good sounding confident production i appreciate the the <laughs> minimalism of it there's like four parts like four instruments yeah shout out rick rubin shout out rick rubin i feel like we're kind of like on the same page i was thinking like yeah it was very like minimal i like that but it's just like so nice when like each part serves such a specific purpose purpose right yeah. that's what makes it a little bit more like enjoyable enjoyable mm-hmm. i think and I think it's like also a good way to kind of like strip off any like unnecessary sounds and then just like yeah. kind of get to the core of a composition. Uh, Joe, you're done for the night. It's on the Dave. What, what you got? I have Orion from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a one person project with their song Stretch.
just like that <laughs> oh i'm sad you're sad it's over yeah i thought it was gonna just be happy it happened do yeah. you guys know a singer uh, named nikki jean this has like 2008 nikki jean sunshine vibes she used to be like one of my favorite singers but i mean like back then i don't think like music production like at home was as polished as like, it is now but i mean definitely like if you look up a track called sunshine by nikki jean like it's got that same kind of vibe. Philadelphia as a musical culture exists in such a bubble. And like what's impressing me about Philly and like what impresses me about Orion too is like this straddling between R&B and DIY that you almost have to do to like survive in Philly. Because like in Philadelphia, there are two scenes. It's hip hop and it's DIY music. And if you want to work outside one of those lanes even ever so slightly, like you have to kind of latch on to one of them a little bit. Like I would I think of this as like more of an R&B song than I do an indie song, but like it has has that DIY production to it. It's either necessary in order to survive in that scene or it's a product of Orion being in that scene and applying that aesthetic to like an R&B song, I think. I mean, I, I really like it. I, I was really into it for the vocal delivery, like straight up. Like that's like really what got me first and foremost, like hearing that lazy, but still like crisp diction on top of like a DIY production. I thought was really interesting. And then a the little bit of a switch up at the end, that harmonization after the switch up on limousine is like tear jerking. And then my favorite line, all that nonsense you talking, it means nothing to me. If you ain't talking money, then I don't want to hear a thing. Like that's some thug shit. I fucking love feel. it. <laughs> I think that delivery is what I really enjoyed, which also was the most interesting part to me because the energy in that delivery is kind of like 
SoundCloud rapper, SoundCloud like R&B-ish. And then the beat is a little more boom bap and the actual vocal sound is a little more like indie. And so all of that put together is an interesting balance. And yeah, I mean, the song is about Stretch Limo. I don't know if she has Stretch Limo right now. So just straight off the content and the, the, the delivery of the content, I'm a fan. You fuck with the energy. I'm fucking straight up with energy alone, like Orion's son. Orion's belt. Yeah. Bringing it back around we the belt. In. We move in. The circular belt. Well, we move in. My, my man, this is Ahmed, Kid Soul Mateen. Ahmed grew up in Germany, in Schweinfurt, but he grew up on a U.S. military base, so his parents are American. And as a teen, he moved back and forth to Indianapolis in Germany, and then I guess at like 18 or something, he moved back to Germany and started making music. Apparently, he's also the grandson of an American gospel singer. I don't know too much about him. This honestly was like a, a last hour, like me trying to finalize my picks and found this and just kind of like went off. He had a Colors Berlin video in like 2015 when they were like deep in like discovering artists. He kind of has laid low on and off since since that like press push, I guess, around 2015. But this is a new song. It's called Room by Ahmed Kid Soul Mateen. Show us the way now. I got faith from here to where the angels lay their wings down. your things blocking my brain cells. You can't have all of it back, don't be in a slave now. And I mean, in the skins, I'm thinking I'll be chased. How every day's a test, I'll grab a seat, I'm trying to ace out. See, I'm trying to preach loud. I love to leave my mama, always had an eye on me. Told me to dream and don't let them snakes sit down of me. Well, mama, I'm trying to chill out, what a booty stand and tell harmonies. Walking seas, talking sovereignties. And I really ever solving things, it's the way you gotta breathe. Spent these cheese, cheese. In my dreams, he's telling me peace. See, the world's at ease if the hearts with peace. A seat without the thought of luxury. Eat and drink about the starving tea Spread the truth to these youngers Cause that's really what they need That's what they need That's what they need I need room Clear this place out I ain't trying to see nothing but space now Oh Lord, show us the way now I got faith from here to where the angels lay their wings low You can keep the gold up Kills a soul, keep the diamonds. That shit's like way too cold. Need some silence. Probably need to smoke. You can keep your sister. Got enough demons on my own. Don't even need the carpet in his room. Don't even need the carpet in his room.
There it is, Room by Ahmed, Kid Soul, Mateen. If I was giving him any advice, drop the Kid Soul. Just go by Ahmed Mateen. That's a but dope name. Ahmed Mateen, yeah. yeah that's that's, that's good, bro. Like, you don't need Kid Soul. She was pretty fire. I fuck with it. You know, he had the energy, like I said previously. A lot of what we've been talking about tonight with fusion of a lot of different elements. I, I really, really like the production on this. Like, I the production was so intricate, like to the point where, like, the, you could hear like the hi hats like doing like, this like super sloppy like jazz six over four rhythm, like on top of like a hard fucking boom bap chop and like kick and snare. But give the producer a shout out. Shout out to Schmagus. I would bet a lot of money that he's from Germany. It's like, this is like what German record production sounds like. I think it's just Schmags. The production stood out to me more than the flow did, but the flow is really tight too. Yeah, man. Each Liebedich. Jada, you... So this song is a little bit older it is a than little, most songs that we pick. The reason behind me picking this track anyway is because he's one of my favorite producers based in Tokyo. And That's I don't, why I was going to let yeah, it slide. I don't know if it's like a common thing on your show to have like it's presentation not. like of a Japanese producer. It's not. From no. someone from Tokyo. So no. I was like, I'm going to just do what I want today. I'm uh, This is Shige of Yom Yesterday Once More with Hit the Ceiling.
just love all those sounds and all those sounds like the big drums and like i don't know but i thank you for playing all these things that remind me of like my fucking international shit because you have to remind yourself that music sounds differently my reasoning behind playing this song like although it is older like i think it's important to kind of hear like these types of things from like someone who's like never been to the u.s and you can hear like in his production like how he's influenced off of american music and hip-hop and maybe even jazz too and how he samples and just like how he's making the music and just how it I mean, you fucks with it. I saw you over there, like. Yeah, like no, really, like you know, I have a cookout and shit. Like, <laughs> shit sounds that on, like no, this. I, I fuck with that, and also I think that in the context of like producers right now, in the context of someone like K Tronada who can release a full record and have songs like this that are just straight like loops and beats and samples and things like that. I mean, K Tronada, Tech Loon, right. Like, but I, I like that. That's where like this fits into me where it's like really technical producers that can do that stuff, but also create like song structure that you can follow and like listen to a full album of this. And like each song is succinct and like plays its own part and stuff. And that's like what's really interesting to me. And that's what like I fuck with these producers because, yeah, they can create a whole record and it is like more accessible than just being like, oh, we're going to listen to this in a club. You can listen to it anywhere anywhere yeah i think it also comes back to that minimalism conversation we were having before like it's so sparse but each one of those parts takes up so much space and it just like it makes each one of them stand out and carry that much more importance and like the lock between everything needs to work so well and like that was my favorite part of it i mean it was so rhythmically infectious and i think it was because of that minimalism that that those rhythms were like allowed to like lock you in because you could really latch on to these things because there's not so much to latch on to. So you have to. And it just, it's it's mesmerizing. It was great. So big. Shout out to Shige and the whole Yesterday Once More crew. It would sound crazy in the club too, though. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting too, like from a DJ perspective, like especially when you get music from your friends and you test it out like in the club or in a lounge or at like a bar, like wherever you're playing it. And like I've played like this track specifically in like different types of environments. So I can see like how people react to it. And it's like, all right, like, this can bump like in the club or like literally like in the lounge or if y'all are just like chilling or you know whatever I, I try to like do those types of things to see how people like react towards music i always try to think about like the context of where you can listen to it and even today like listening to the tracks for this episode just walking down the street listening to this i was like feeling it <laughs> and like it was like getting my energy up like going to work it's also like walking around a city listening to something like this it's cool because like there's literally different elements all around you and there's different elements that you're catching in the song and they kind of like work together which is kind of crazy but yeah like even like listening to something like this at any point of your day rashad. anyways am i next rashad you are next am i next Alrighty then tonight we have just another regular degular superstar by the name of Jess Gallo with Ocean U.
Rashad pick. Definitely Rashad pick. That means it's like a little vibier. It's vibe. Very vibey. First of all, it's not. It's just one person. I have no idea where she's from. Like, she's literally just like a normal girl. Like, I don't know. Like, I I Googled her and everything. But she somehow has like 20,000 followers on uh, Twitter. She just might be a person that knows a lot of people. But more or less, what got me was really her voice. At the end yes. of the day, I yes. was really interested in like her delivery. Like I was really, really, really drawn in. Like I don't know, it gave me just like angst, and I was fucking with that heavy. My life is fucking crazy. Sometimes you need to hear that pain <laughs> on, on track. You can't follow that up, dude. I can't. I can't. You can really hear the pain in that voice. Like you can. Like yeah. oh, it's more just the tone. Like it's like the gray area of the emotion of pain. It's not like full bore, like blacked out. Yeah, because it's still Anger. smooth. It's yeah, still like, and it's like it's like a, a spectrum. It's like exploring like the spectrum of that emotion, and like that that to me, like I'm I'm right there with you. It was like it was really the, the delivery that suckered me into it, and I would love to figure out where she's from because it's like kind <laughs> of driving me crazy. I'm not, she might be in Georgia. You think she might be in Georgia? Off my little bit of stalking. Dave, what's good? Close it out. Shout out Jess. The next song is by an artist named Ray Angry. Uh, he's been a sideman for just about everyone in music for like the last 20 years. And he's stepping out on his own for the first time and put out his first solo album uh, called Ray Angry One. It's a jazz album out on JMI Recordings. It's really interesting to me because it's an artist who's known for working in the hip hop and R&B space almost exclusively making a super traditional jazz record. So here's my favorite cut off of it, a song called Bjork City by Ray Angry.
Ray Angry with Bjork City. Yeah, so it's like it's an interpolation of All is Full of Love, the Bjork song. Like you can hear it, like the melody and the chord changes. Just to give like a little background on like the band. So it's Ray on keys playing piano. And it's like, it's crazy. It's like the lineup on this is like literally like all of my favorite modern jazz musicians. It's Eric Harlan on drums, Derek Hodge on bass, Ambrose Ekamushri on trumpet, and Myron Walden on flute. It's just like stunning to me. Like it's like I love jazz like this that sonically like it references old jazz, but at the same time like sounds way different. Like it's got the, a smooth jazz kind of vibe. Yeah, with like a loud kick drum. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of bass. Yeah, good though. It was good. I liked it. You are a cheater, bro. But this is amazing. This was good, but it was definitely the uh, opposite side of the spectrum from earlier. Like you said, it was still within the the same modern jazz realm, which is cool. You know, um, still I feel the same in terms of like you know it gives you that. You gotta think. You got. You need. That's why you need to sit down with the whiskey. You know, mm-hmm. light up a cigar. Mm-hmm. Really take a moment. Mm-hmm. Take it all in. But see, I feel opposite the way that you felt about the track that I played because I feel like I couldn't sit with this mm. with the whiskey on the leather sofa and like chill. Your pick was more active. Yeah, yours was more <laughs> like you know hard. This is more. This is yeah. more like catching the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said it felt more like smooth jazz. <laughs> But to me, it's like, it's. I mean, the smooth jazz debate will be endless. It's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. That's what you're getting at. um, I'm glad that you caught that vibe, though. But I don't mean that like in a bad or disrespectful way. But just like the melody is just a little different as far as like the bass line and just like, right. you know, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's a Bjork melody, which is like kind of interesting to me, like to hear like the reharmonization yeah. of like a straight pop chorus. Like yeah. if you know the the Bjork version, like you could sing along you could sing the Bjork lyrics to this version, which I've always thought is like kind of interesting, like in the great lineage of jazz covers of pop songs. I feel like in comparison to play like a younger jazz musician and earlier in the show. And then this at the end, it's kind of like easier to tell like their ages by like the choice of just everything. Instrumentation. Yeah, yeah that's true too. The influence. Um, which is, I think, kind of what you mentioned in, too. It's not like it's one's more upbeat and then one's more, like, intentionally. Well, like, yeah, more is, one is more, like, bebop influenced and the yep. other is, like... You're right, and I think that's, like, a generational thing. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, what drew me to this is, like, kind of what I was saying in the beginning about, like, me being so anti-Winton. Okay. And it's, like, I just can't, I can't listen to anything that's swung anymore. It just, like, it drives me fucking crazy because, like, I, I give Ray... And the band, like, they're all in, like, their late 30s to mid 40s. So, like, because that, you're right. They grew up on, like, kudu jazz. To me, there's, like, a slightly built-in excuse where they, when they were coming up, like, <laughs> that shit was popular. So, you can hear yeah. that, like, fold <laughs> into their modern interpretation of jazz. Listening to Theo Hill, like, that, it just, like, triggers me. It's, like, I like the record, but it just, like, it trigger. It's, like, I feel triggered because I know that, like, Theo Hill comes from a generation of musicians educated in, like, the Marsalis pedagogy, which stops at, like, 1967 at the latest, at like, the 1963 latest. at the earliest. I mean, that's true, though. But I mean, I think that just goes like with DJs and like turntablism and mm-hmm. how some people are like, oh, you can't use controllers. You're not a real DJ. Or, Don't use CDJs. And like if you're like a jazz musician or like a jazz enthusiast, like a lot of those people listen to music from like the 1940s to 1930s. Totally. So I think it's kind of like within that same realm, you know. The funny thing is also that with music, they a lot of people listen to the past shit, but that shit is not the fucking present. 
at the end of the day. So it's kind of random. I think Brian Blade's a really great example of someone who takes like very traditional jazz production and then takes like writing that is very non-traditional. That's I like had to much think more. about like the last Kamasi record because then I think about like a lot of the vocalists that he featured on the album. Then yeah, one of my most lauded aspects of that Theo Hill record is it was short. Right. It was like which makes it more modern. Which makes it more modern. Right. The Kamasi records are all like they're eight minutes long. long. Can I say that? I'm yes. sorry. They're fucking long, they're fucking and it's long. like I don't need an orchestra. It's and like a big thirteen band. minutes. Like yeah. I'm, with like a 30 piece string section and on top of two drummers, an acoustic and electric bassist and like 12 horns. It's too much. Like it's I'm already much. at my destination. And I forgot what I was listening to. Right. And to me, that is like, that's P-Funk. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Hit me. <laughs> Here we go. We get into fun. I know, I don't, I don't Inside like, baseball. No, it's kind of not really baseball, but I'm curious to know like who is your favorite like jazz musician or like. Thundercat. Why Thundercat then? If Thundercat. <laughs> Thundercat. Like Thundercat to me is Come like on. the Why? off the trigger. Thundercat, Thundercat to me is like, I can respect. Or, or Thundercat and Bad Bad Not Good are probably like my two favorite Bad, jazz. Bad Bad Not Good. hundred percent. Because Bad Bad Not Good is like elevating the genre and pushing so the genre forward. Super like anti like I'm foundation super, of like where jazz comes from. I mean Living I think in New York. Living in New York. Saying that Thundercat is Living in New York as a tw- as a twenty seven year old. Not good. Like as a twenty seven year old product of like a jazz music school. Okay. Like a hundred percent. Like fuck that bullshit. So, so why Thundercat? Because I think Thundercat takes like Bad Bad takes jazz education and does something completely different with it. Like jazz when it started to me was and like I don't think anyone agrees with me on this, but like when jazz started <laughs> with me, like when I think jazz at the beginning, I think of it as like a philosophy, like yeah. less so than a genre. Yeah. And I think over time it morphed from philosophy to genre. Like as radio became a thing, as records were getting sold, as critics were being, you know, minted. I think jazz music got put in a box where it's like, it has to sound like this, where at the core of it, it's supposed to be music that's created by responding and improvising with other people. Improvising. Yes. And responding, I think. So Matt and Rashad, let me ask y'all, do you consider Thundercat a jazz musician? I I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I would consider him a producer, but but I just consider him. I like I mean, his Thundercat music. Thundercat plays bass. Yeah. Yeah, but right. I would just call him a straight up producer. Like yeah. if I ran into him or if I had to introduce him to somebody, I'd just be like, he's a producer. Like, but like I think of him as a bass player. I think, I think of his genre like, more like funk. If I were to place him definitely in a genre, not necessarily jazz. But his shit is like it gets out there. Like no, it, definitely. And that I mean, to that me whole is like brain feeder realm of just like what all those producers are doing. Yeah. Right. But then like to me, like fly low, it's like the same conversation with flying Lotus. It's like you, I think you can make the argument that the like flying Lotus approaches production like a jazz musician does to like, but what it's their the solos approach, like. but is it really jazz so though? Like, so, so jazz so is then, on a philosophical then, level. Right, so then like, right. so jazz <laughs> is like not a genre. Just, so then like Mad Lib is in the conversation <laughs> and like, then your boy I mean, Jay Dilla is Dilla. in the conversation. Dilla's in the conversation. Like we gotta go to yeah. Dilla. And, yeah, boy. I mean, yeah. fucking MF Doom. Like yeah. we could just keep going. Yeah. But it's like, but I mean, kind of, sort of. Yeah, you can keep okay, going. Okay, so I mean, okay, fucking if, Kim Gitter. If, if we come full circle to that, then realistically, I, I mean, Doom is our f- form of jazz. Like, thank you. In, in <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm there. I didn't know. I did learn about Doomsday. Yeah, like I learned about yeah. other stuff, obviously. But you learned but, about jazz too, right? Right. But yeah. but yeah, I mean that to me is like that is more important pedagogically and in terms of pushing 
a genre of music forward then and like i i'm the i'm probably like the biggest like verve records collector from like 1957 to 1963 like in new york i buy that shit i I buy that shit but because like i want to know where we came from but it's important to like but you don't take that same approach into like listening to the music i make now no absolutely not right but it's like but it's like also the same thing it's like you look at miles and like miles miles yeah you know he made bitches brew and disown kind of blue I mean, like but, he moved forward and went. And, I mean, again, it all goes back to Winton to me, but like Winton stopped moving forward. He halted progress. He said, yeah. No, youngins. You're right. No, youngins. You're ignore right. this. Yeah. Don't worry about this. Go listen to more Jelly Roll. You're right. And like that yeah. always gets to me. And outside of any picks, like that just like, that fucking bothers me. Like that really, really bothers me. And Wynn is solely responsible to his credit, like for jazz being as popular as it is today, for jazz being in schools. Like he does really, really great work. But I think that great work is marred by an entire culture that is stagnated. So then where does a slippery slope come in from like smooth jazz? Smooth jazz. I think it's just radio. I is mean, it radio though? Because I, I mean like that radio. music is being made and it has like a very similar yeah. sound but to where you can does it come from like r&b musicians it's or like age soul uh, musicians? i feel like it's age it's just but age. It's like, the, like you, know, you know ron ron carter i think is a really good example he's like the most prolifically recorded jazz bass player in history he's made more records than anyone else as a bass player he made like dozens of smooth jazz records that are all terrible i mean <laughs> i think like smooth jazz was like a stepping stone and like yeah ray ray's shit gets smooth for sure because it like locks into a groove i mean to me that like the i didn't hear it as smooth but i can understand like why it could be interpreted as being okay. smooth I just think that smooth jazz was like, yeah, it was a stepping stone. It was like a really shitty stepping stone, but it's like, it's like looking at rock and roll and, and saying that, well, like, how do we take glam rock into consideration? Like, how do we take like hair metal into consideration? Or like neo soul and R&B. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah. But neo, but neo soul still lauded. Like we still worship it. It's, it's still deitized where it's like smooth jazz. We, we cut out of the conversation. We're like, this didn't happen. Like, don't think about this. Or it's like, it's also the same thing with like hair metal and rock. It's like, we like, don't think about twisted sister. Like that was like the dark point. <laughs> Fair. I see what you're saying. But I don't know why we've done that. I mean, we've done that with jazz collectively. Like we've we've we commercially reward people who have not pushed the genre along. And that's what always like bothers the fuck out of me. So long story short, coming full circle, that's why Thundercat is your favorite jazz musician. And that's why Thundercat is my favorite jazz musician, (laughs) because he takes a philosophy of jazz and applies it to other styles of music. Exactly. Hot take on on the Dave birthday episode. Dave gets hot (laughs) take. Give Dave some whiskey. Let him talk about jazz. (laughs) She gave it to him. And I, yeah, that's inside baseball. Cutting all that shit out. (laughs) Okay, that was it. There it is. Another one. Four point three. Jada. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your taste. We thank appreciate you for your picks. No, thank you. It's like been a pleasure to like work with you guys. Also, shout out to Amuse and shout out to all of our artists to check out them and download their app. Yeah, download the their, app. I'm sorry. Do the whole spiel. Yeah, get it. Get download it. the app. So again, like Amuse is a distribution and record label that's through an app, a mobile app. Um, download it. You can release songs. It's completely free. We don't take any percentage or charge the artist anything for it. Artists who are listening, if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, Jada at amuse.io. That's J A Y D A at amuse.io. Easy. There it is. <laughs> Easy. We started it off tonight with Shut It Down by Cleo Reed and Sporting Life. Then had Theo Hill, 
Hey, it's me you're talking to. Not done with this conversation. Not done. The conversation is not done. We had Oxygen by JPL, Stretch by Orion, Room by Ahmed, Kid Soul, Mateen. We had Hit the Ceiling by... She Get. Hit the Ceiling. Shout out to Jess Gallo with Ocean U. And ending it off with Ray Angry with Bjork City. Oh man, you know, it's been beautiful. You know, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Amuse again. You know, Jada. It's Thank amazing you. to have you. Thank Get you. that data. Yeah. Get um, that data. Check it out. Amuse.io. Get that up there. All my r- r- struggle rapper friends. <laughs> <laughs> Get that distro. Get that distro, bro. It's free. Yeah. It don't matter no what you make. It doesn't matter. It struggle, struggle bus, no struggle yeah. bus. That's right. We welcome everybody. We welcome everyone. Tell Insights. your grandparents it's on Spotify. Yes. Yeah. We are gender neutral. <laughs> we accept everything. Genre neutral? <laughs> Both. <laughs>